2: From the icy reaches of Montreal, Canada, Solid Gold Effects are effects pedal creators who constantly reinvent the wheel with their wonderful devices. If you like us, are looking for something more than just another chorus, fuzz, or flanger, then that's exactly what Solid Gold Effects do best. From the Oblivion, a quadruple-voiced flanger with a whole bunch of internal dip switches, to the Lysis, a polyphonic octave-down fuzz modulator, Solid Gold are just a great shout if you want to do something different, make weird noises, or if you're you're just looking for something a bit more fun check out their range of ultimately original soundscape devices at solidgoldfx.com we think they're wicked Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast, season two, episode nine. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there. And Jay Cross.
3: Hi, Joe. Hi, Matt. Hi, listener. Hi, Hi hello,
2: dear listener, and of course, uh, you know, welcome to Dylan Clay, who's joined us uh, on our our, pa- our new Patreon backer. He's not actually here. I should have prefaced that by saying, <laughs> welcome new Patreon backers. Hi, I'm not saying D- Dylan. If you, you're listening now, I'm not. You, know, you don't need to call in or anything. It's not live. There's, it, I just mean welcome, welcome to the. the just thing.
3: pop round and see Joe.
2: Just pop round yeah. and see Joe for your welcome pack. It's fine. Yes, you can get the, your your little welcome pack. I should do a welcome pack, shouldn't I? A little goodie bag. What would be in it? What would be in Gitana's welcome pack?
3: Signed picture of of you. No, it would be that painting.
2: It would be a print of that painting of me.
3: <laughs> yes, signed and uh but the other thing is is that your um the print that you would mm-hmm. give them mm-hmm. uh you would uh have to every time you had to send one out, you would snip a little bit of your actual mustache. Oh, that's a good one. And tape it to the the print.
2: I've been really trying to grow my moustache. Actually, um, over the last few weeks. Do you remember back in GAC days when I had a massive curly moustache? Yeah, yeah. It's been kind of muted for you know for years since then. It's sort of more I'm more Tom Selleck than I am, um, uh, than I am like Tombstone, uh, Kurt Russell. You know, these days, but um
3: you know, I'm trying I, to I have got to be to honest that. with you, I don't I don't know. I don't really All know right. what you said there. So. I'm trying
2: to get back to like Val Kilner tombstone
3: uh, I, I would sort of actually.
2: Moustache. I'd actually argue that Jay Cross probably has a better mustache than you right now,
3: J. Cross
4: oh, does have a
3: good
2: mustache. No 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 no. You haven't seen I've gone back to the curly bits at the end, Matt. I've got wax oh. for it and everything. But yes, of <laughs> recent times, I agree J. Cross's mustache is not
3: bad it's All right, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I actually didn't think I could grow well. I was talking to Matty about this the other day. Like, I didn't think I could grow a mustache until uh lockdown. When mm-hmm. I um, actually, this is the secret for anybody out there who, like me, didn't think you could grow a mustache, um, stop shaving and yeah. uh, it's just grows. It just grows. <laughs> you just stop shaving and it's having uh, the time I mean,
2: away from people to get through that bad first it bit is as well, it is I
3: mean. yeah it is but yeah basically that was the thing is that i just i just stopped shaving and um i got to you know five days in or whenever which is when i'd usually shave and i'd looked at myself in the mirror i go nah i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it and then day six came around i was like yeah it looks a bit bad i might, like, i should do it and i just left it i left it for about a month and um, it looked it, I mean it looked really really bad it looked so bad mm. and, uh, and then I'd left it too long and um, my like electric shaver couldn't handle it it was too long so I had Ooh, to buy a, wow. I had to buy a beard trimmer and um, I only did the, I did the tash as sort of a laugh really and uh, Maddie, my girlfriend was oh, like yeah looks, looks fine mm, looks nice. alright so I've kept it and now I, I really can't imagine myself without it like I look at photos of me from this time last year you, I completely you definitely com- look
2: cooler, completely look different cooler person. Now. Yeah, what, uh, what oil do you use on your moustache?
3: I don't use any oil, I just really I don't really? use any oil. No, I moisturize twice a day. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes any odds, no. but uh, no, I don't use it. Should I be using oil? Well, you know, I, I would recommend
2: uh, seven potions, uh, pure moustache oil or apocalypse 387, uh, either of those um i I tend to get either of either of those they're very good keep it thick and luscious you know okay think of it like a conditioner for your
3: mustache all right i mean I'll, i'll
2: have a think about it yeah yeah you do that you do that but they're they're good um what about you matt have you ever have you ever trimmed off your beard and just had a mustache so um
4: yes and i did find a picture. We did. We sort of did a Movember at GAC once, but I was like, I'm not going to go, I'm just going to shave the mustache in. Amy hated it. Um, and I sort of just, it was a bit more of a Freddie Mercury, just sort of mm, like mm. solid, yeah. sort of 80s, just that solid stash. bar, That big yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, somehow I ended up with that for a whole month, which was bizarre. Um, no, but in the whole time I've been with Amy, so nearly 10, ten years this year, I think I've only been clean shaven twice. Um, so I can't remember
2: ever seeing you clean shaven.
4: No, it's weird. It's it's weird. I, I imagine even... your
2: head your head's quite round. I imagine it. Yeah, it just I, it looks is even like, more round. Without... She
4: always says I have a perfectly square round head. Hmm. So perfectly square round head. Yeah, perfectly square round head. So it's sort of right. it's a bit like Crichton, I guess from from Red Dwarf. <laughs>
3: um,
4: yeah, I I laugh uncontrollably when I shave my if I go completely clean shaven because I just look ridiculous. Oh, I thought you meant because you have a very tickly chin. No, <laughs> no, it's just like when you start when you start to shave off when you when you've had a full beard for ages, and you're just like, it's just just hilarious. I don't recognise this face. No, no, yeah, um, I, I, I would
2: find it I would find it strange to look at you clean shaven.
4: Yeah, I've um, there's obviously there's some fantastic videos on the internet of people who's just like, I mean, imagine Mikey Demus with no beard.
2: Ooh, I can't. I can't even begin to it's imagine
3: what's underneath it's Just a that void, beard. There, just a black just hole. Just a
2: void, like a black hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Just nothingness. Just Antimatter. Just nothingness. It's just Antimatter. another left-handed guitar under that beard. <laughs> <It's> where he, <laughs> that's where he stores them. It's where he stores them. The guitar, the, his guitars don't come with cases, so he just stores just them in his beards. beard. Yeah, mm, that's uh, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah,
2: that's perfectly sensible. Um, anyway, uh, talking about uh, guitar-related things. So, what? What, what was that? Well, no, I mean we we should talk about guitar. Oh, okay, things, we so. should. I mean, okay. Yeah, I was I, that sounded like one been. of your one of your bad links. Well, speaking of <laughs> mustaches, I want to talk about Solid Gold Effects. <laughs> who probably have an employee with a mustache. I don't know. I don't know any of them. But, you know, they so. they're, they're from Canada. It's cold there. They probably have to keep their lips warm somehow. Um but anyway, anyway, Solid Gold Effects released um, a new pedal uh, just after just after last week's podcast, which is very frustrating because I just received it and I was like, I can't talk about this on this week's podcast. But so I didn't tell you guys anything about it because I had a fantastic time with it, and uh, I wanted to save the fanfare for now. Solid Gold Effects unveiled the Imperial Fuzz Mark II. My goodness, a fuzz pedal! with sliders very topical at the moment sliders um very in aren't they like we've been we've been saying we want more pedals with sliders since the you know the early days of the ibanez um
3: echo shifter the echo shifter. shifter
2: yeah it's just so good they're just so good and it certainly feels like that's the way things are going like you know obviously we're, you know the elephant in the room is the chase bliss preamp and the chase bliss reverb but also even with little things like the old blood noise endeavor's expression fader and just you know what an incredibly usable and useful
3: harmonic percolator thing
2: of course the harmonic percolator probably yeah. the
3: yeah the one of the originals so um i've i've got a question about these then. are they uh-huh. so how t- t- tell me about the tell me about the the experience of uh Pulling up or pulling down one of the sliders—is it like—is there resistance or is it very yeah. smooth?
2: Weighted, weighted. Is it S- like nice? Smooth. I like a- like, but but not not fast. Not like a you know like a when you play an ibanez or something and it has a speed volume knob. I know a knob's obviously different from a fader, but you know what I mean when it just goes. Yeah, yeah yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: want it to sort of roll slowly. Yeah, through I don't that
3: y- and because and the reason that I ask this and that's great. The reason that I ask this is that like the um the distance the the distance between sort of zero and one i guess isn't you know there's not a huge amount of room there Hmm. so what i want to make sure is that it's like you know i don't accidentally nudge it and it goes all the way to goes all the way to the top i want to be able to feel that kind of resistance as i as i turn my contour control up i want it to be like you know
2: i I guess if you kind of think about if you if you were to stretch out the rotation of a knob it's probably longer than the amount of fader on this Solid Gold yeah, Effects Imperial yeah. Mark II, so I guess they need to be weighed to be able to move appropriately through the the tonal options that you have, mm-hmm. and kind of tonal options is almost like that's the that's the thing with this pedal. I was surprised at how versatile this was. Bear in mind, it's like a you know, it's just a it's just a single voice. First, we live in a time of you know things like the jackson audio fuzz pedal that comes with extra modules and it has a three band eq on it as well and you know two separate mid controls you know everything's about options this is a very simple old school pedal with four sliders on it so i was surprised at how versatile it was but very very cool when you look at kind of the origins and the inspiration for the pedal so it's based on the old gen jumbo fuzz i always wanted one of those gen synthesizers um, do you remember the ones this X one thousand? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, based on an old gen um, jumbo fuzz, um, but they've swapped out the so it's like a JFET preamp, but they've swapped out what would be a germanium. You know, fuzz circuit for a more modern silicon fuzz circuit so it's it's kind of got that gated modern feel to it but you know if you if you really cut that contour control which is kind of your master uh, almost your mid-shift on the uh, it's got a separate tone control but the contour is kind of your mid-shift there if you really drop that and you drop the fuzz you get some really like big muff style woolly old school tones and my god goodness did it sound good on bass sounded great on guitar and it, apparently it's fantastic for for synthesizers as well but I, it just I had a whale of a time on this pedal and I have never used a fuzz pedal in a live setup like it, they've never really been my thing I always feel like I can't really demo them because I don't you know play like that so I'm, I'm always kind of in two minds about fuzzes they're they're fine i just they're just i don't dislike them like you do jay they're just you know whatever i'd rather it was a a weird delay or something that allowed me to go or something like that so fuzzes have always had a you know a, a minimal interest for me i spent ages ages messing around with this pedal before i even bothered to record a a little video which you can watch dear listener on our on our igtv or i I popped it in the facebook group and it's on our facebook page as well um but it's so good it's so good this is this is a must-have fuzz pedal Um, yeah
4: it, it looks wicked um i mean i had um the old Ibanez Super Fuzz, which is it's slightly different circuit, but also had sliders, which is obviously very very cool. Um, and I like the fact they've gone for silicon. I, I'd imagine they've probably gone for silicon because it's a little bit more stable and consistent compared. That to... That was one of the
2: reasons. Yes, when I was uh, I was having a chat with 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 Bruce from ADG who distributes Solid Gold Effects in, mm. in in the UK. He was saying yes, that that is very much one of the reasons.
4: Yeah, I think it's um, it's. Yeah, it's difficult, I think, to do a germanium fuzz because of, yeah, it, just the amount of component tolerance and things like that. So going to silicon makes sense. It does change the vibe slightly, but they've said that it's not a direct clone it's it's inspired by. Mm. Um, and mean, obviously, the noise gate is a, is a new option just to kind of um, keep things in check where where needs be. But I think it sounds great. Um, You know, it sounds like, Joe, you've had one of those experiences which I, I tend to find more with a good drive pedal than any other types of pedal, which is where no matter where you kind of dial it in, you find something enjoyable to sit down and play. Um, yeah. Cause generally with like a good delay or a modulation, I'll find like a setting and I'll be like, Oh, this is amazing. And I'll sort of just sort of leave it like that. But with re- when you really get into a really good sort of drive pedal, no matter where you set it, you find all these great sounds. You're like, Oh, I just want a million of them. It's It's sort of a bit, yeah. It's sort of how I found with the Chase Bliss CXM Reverb. I've sort of like struggled to dial in a bad reverb sound, <laughs> you know. So, um, and that has sliders too.
2: So oh, maybe, there it's,
4: there, maybe maybe the, it's the sliders are magi- the yeah yeah maybe, maybe that's the magic the- is in the sliders.
2: Um, I did I, I did find that this uh, the Imperial Mark Two fuzz kind of uh, made fuzz for me but it also ruined fuzz for me because I I kind of felt like I discovered it that day I was like god this is wonderful I want to use fuzz on loads more stuff I actually feel like I can play with this sort of pedal and you're right like every setting I went to it just sounded great and I was like right I'm gonna you know, try out some other fuzzes because I almost had no reference point because I don't really ever bother with fuzzes. I have loads here, but I kind of get you to you know play those. When I was like, right, okay, well, I'll plug in. I've got the you know we'll, we'll talk about this probably next week, but we've got the Jackson Audio fuzz here and all its modules, which will be coming to you, Matt, soon for you to have a go. So I had that. I have like the uh the doom si- the doomstick, the death fuzz. Um There were. A, a, Oh, I've put them all away. There were a handful of other fuzzes that I uh, that I got out to try, and I was like, "The Imperial Mark II just sounds better than everything else." I just, I, you know, I never found anything else that kind of that was quite as perfect and quite as on it with um, that kind of. A perfect blend of exactly what you want from a big muff but with kind of some of that weird glitchiness that you get on a on a modern fuzz um mm. yeah I, I i can't recommend it enough a very very cool pedal
4: yeah it's uh, um and i think they've they've nailed the look as well which i think is really cool homage to the original but not exactly the same which i think is uh, which is nice
2: yeah, it's got that kind of utilitarian look that I really love about Frederick effects. Yeah, mm, yeah. Kind yeah. of, uh, they go for that on a lot of their like. Uh,
3: it's got kind, kind of, of a, like a militaristic. Yeah, that's what, uh, it, it, feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely. Um, yeah, really, really cool.
3: We actually got. I've got, we got can't, I've got to be careful what's setting. I'm. I'm on. I might. I might launch the nukes.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. But at the opposite end of that spectrum, we also got another pedal from Solid Gold Effects, which was their. Their new thirty-three or NU thirty-three, which is their vinyl engine. That's that's what the effect type is. It's a vinyl engine.
3: So it's uh, like a deco type thing, then.
2: Well, that's that's exactly what what I think. It, what most people would think, because the whole idea of the deco is that it's manipulating uh, uh, tape, you know, in in a recording studio. But this is actually kind of manipulating an an old record so a much later stage of the recording process the, the actual playing process of it in fact it even has a switch for crackle which will add in just like almost i guess it's a, a loop of 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 vinyl crackle that will exist you know with whatever you're playing
4: uh oh, yeah i would
2: imagine it's probably I don't
4: know. Um, I'm sure they would be able to answer this, but it's probably whatever the effect is. The I'd imagine this is analog, not digital. Um, that the clock, the BBD clock, is probably slowed down to the point where it's quite right. noisy. That's the same thing with the mood. You can uh, from Chase Bliss, you can adjust the clock speed down um, on things like the reverb. Once you get to a certain point, it's it's just noisy because I think you're like going above and beyond the capability of the dbd chip um so that's probably what's adding in the extra noise or maybe there's a, a noise filter in there that you can just disengage yeah, um, it sounds great though I, yeah. I think um it's got a real i think they're going for like something that's just whether you'd have it on a pedal board and use it all the time whether you'd use it in
2: recording maybe i a
4: lot think more, it's but, an occasional I'm, pedal I'm, i
2: definitely felt like it's an occasional i
4: mm. mean it,
3: it sounds to me like it would be used as kind of a uh, like almost like a preamp style pedal like you know, you're you're using this as the basis for your sound and then well, pushing everything the else. Or maybe it is maybe it does go at the end. You know, do you remember like the um Electroharmonics analogizer, which mm. basically just sort of warmed everything up and also made everything sound a bit rubbish, but like in intentionally and in a good way. Um maybe that's maybe well, that's what could, they're doing.
2: This could definitely be used for that, but it also includes um, kind of like a, a chorus doubling effect, which you can have. You can use it as a doubler. Essentially, it can do a bit of a chorus sound. It also has a kind of a, a vibrato element to it, just depending on h- how you control the flutter and the speed of that. It actually has a rotary just dedicated to hiss, <laughs> so you can just oh, wow, increase cool. almost like the the bad signal that you have. So it's um it's it's like nothing else in that they've really gone after Sort of this bad recording thing, but what they've mixed in there is this option to to get some really interesting modulation tones. So you can you can dial this back quite safely, shut off that crackle, shut off the hiss, and get yourself quite a nice vibrato or chorus tone out of there. But you can also make it sound like a, a a record that's been badly burned. So, and that's why I think it's an occasional pedal. This is like the sort of thing that would be really useful for just like maybe a slow picked part somewhere in an ambient song where you want it to sound different and interesting. The it actually has a tap tempo for the speed as well, which can be used as a ramp um control if you if you hold your foot down on it, which can be very useful if you're trying to go for that sort of almost randomly um slightly warped vinyl. Um yeah a really really cool pedal like totally different from the imperial fuzz which i feel would be like the cornerstone of an aggressive pedal board this is a recording tool but just a really unusual one it's just nice to play stuff that is just totally not what i expected totally not what you're seeing anywhere else like has anyone created a vinyl emulation pedal before Reverend Guitars have kicked off 2021 with their first-ever S-Type guitar. In true Reverend style, this cracker of a guitar features classic looks juxtaposed with modern electrics introducing the Gil Paris GPS signature model from Reverend Guitars. Whilst on first glance, the pickup arrangement looks fairly standard for an S-type. In
1: fact, each of the single coils is a Fishman Fluid Single Whip pickup.
2: These can be switched with a push-pull tone control between two voicings, a vintage voice, the classic Airy 50 single coil sound, and a hot Texas voice for a hotter, punchier, more modern alternative check out the GPS and all of Reverend Guitars' mouth-watering models at reverendguitars.com.
3: Uh, well, um, is, don't Xander do the uh, warped vinyl? Ah, yeah, Is that Xander, or have I... Uh, oh, I've just typed in warped vinyl, and it's showing, <laughs> telling me how to deal with... Oh, no, Chase Bliss, of course. Chase Bliss do the warped vinyl Um, i'm sure there's something else similar i don't i mean Mm. i don't know what that
2: what that sounds like no i don't i don't actually know much about the chase bliss warped vinyl at all mate have you tried that that
4: yeah it's it's a vibrato i mean warped vinyl is effectively just pitch isn't it because Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah the warped vinyl was basically a pitch vibrato um but had a few other effects in it to give you a similar thing i mean the obvious one the first one i guess in some ways in pedal form was the lo-fi loop junkie from z which was a 20 second looper that you could do all of the pitch modulation and noise and hiss to a short loop that was like 20 seconds long um and then a couple of years ago they bought out the instant lo-fi loop junkie which gives you the same effects but in real time Real uh, get it,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the, um, the one I was thinking about was the, Z- the Zander do the tape deck, that was what I what I had in my head, right? Um, which is, which just is a, a, just a modulite, modulated lo fi delay, is yeah, what they call it. So, right, it's yeah. uh, you know, I think all of these things are doing similar types of effects, um, but uh, you know, sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, hmm.
2: yeah. It was super cool, I was a big fan of it, um. Now, moving over to the, the Guitar Nerds Facebook group, um, I wanted to talk about, because, of course, we, we've mentioned a lot uh, on the podcast recently that the Bass Guitar Nerds are going to be modding a set of Broncos, a, a load of Squire Broncos that we've, that we've got. We're going to be refinishing them, changing pickups and stuff. We are encouraging uh, listeners to, to join us on, on the Bronco Mod Adventure. They're so a very affordable guitar. They're actually very good out of the box. The necks are fantastic. It's a strap pickup in them, so you know you've got a spare strap pickup if you want to take that out and, and use that elsewhere. Um, and you know it's just so malleable as an instrument. It's something you can do so much with. And uh, and Dave Lee um, has uh, on on our Facebook group podcast listener Dave Lee has modded his Bronco already ahead of us even really I've only actually just messed around with one of them I haven't even I haven't even discussed budget yet with the uh, with the bass guitar for for our modding project but um, but actually to be honest after after daily Dave Lee's modded his I did I have booked a meeting for tomorrow with Naomi and JD to to, to work out exactly when and how we're going to do this because <laughs> I want to do it before otherwise you're going to up. be upstaged yeah, yeah I know exactly. well this is already quite isn't yeah he's sort of gonna... he sort of won to be honest this yeah ex- exactly uh which is you know exactly what we want to we're, we're going to talk about Dave Lee's Bronco mods. what what a base uh, I'm I'm very impressed um
4: I mean my Bronco is purely off the shelf, you know. Bought a different scratch plate. I bought some some great pickups, but his is like above and beyond. And I'm just looking at it going, Yeah. Maybe that it's 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 beyond the level of effort that I think I would have originally put in. But then seeing <laughs> the results, I'm going, Oh maybe. Like even the scratch plate that's got
2: the jazz blaze style so, yeah, sort let's... of cut off with the little um metal plate. Let's well exactly. Let, let's let's go through let's go through that. Let's talk about this guitar. So it, he's had it refinished in a kind of a, a I guess a, a Daphne blue. Um, is it Daphne blue? Uh,
3: is it satin? no? It I it looks like it might be satin. Yeah, I'd say well. it's
2: close to a Sonic blue. But. Okay, so like a, a, a maybe like a satin Sonic blue. I think it's satin. Um, he's also aged the hardware, both the control panel and the tuners uh he's vintage tinted the neck um it's got a pink paisley scratch plate and of course which he made himself did he make it himself is that what you said wow yeah incredible it looks incredible it's perfect as well because it's it's slightly bursted as well like it's pinker around the edges it's it he's done an, an amazing job of that plate But then he's also done the thing where so a Bronco plate comes in one piece, much like a P bass, um, whereas he's changed it so that the control plate is is on a a separate metal uh, metal cover, much like a a Mustang would be as opposed to a a music master. Essentially, that that would be the difference or a jazz bass to a P bass. Um, So he's uh, so I think it's just a Mustang, a control panel that he's put in there, but he's aged that as well. I mean, attention to detail. This thing's great. yeah. I mean, and it, lo-
3: it looks incredible. It looks really incredible.
2: And then uh, it, he's gone for a sun bear, um humbucker, which he's got on a um, on a push pull, which allows him to put it in a single coil mode a humbucking mode. I think a series parallel
0: switching I need to option learn to as play well. Base.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the pickup sounded fantastic. He's done a little YouTube video on it. You can find that dear listener on our Facebook group on, on Facebook.com forward slash guitana's group. You can find that video that Dave Lee's updated. The pickup sounds incredible. Some bet pickups. They they make some fantastic stuff, but it's a it's a gorgeous little bass humbucker. Um this is a oh very- Oh no, cool... I've
3: just I've just realized this is this is the Gitanas community is gonna mm. is gonna start getting a... It's going to start getting a, a little shout out on the on each episode, isn't it? Because people are going to start. They're going to one up. They're going to start one up in each other here. I mean, you're going to have to or go somewhere to, yeah. to. You're going to have to go somewhere to one up, one up uh, Dave's base here. But I mean, it's I, 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 it's just impossible not to talk about. I mean, it looks amazing.
2: I, I almost, and it really
3: has given you the bar has been raised. Joe. I know. Like if know. you if you if you rock up and be like, oh yes, yeah, so I've made this uh, this cool little gucking base, and it's like. You know, black with a black plate, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. Mm. Can we see Dave's again? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've really got
2: to, yeah, I've got to think of some new ideas now. Ah, oh, damn it. Like, it's, it's, I don't know if anything's going to top this, but what a fantastic instrument. I think he's done an amazing job of, of making a budget base into something, something very, very cool. And it's absolutely kind of testament to, um, to to Squire for putting out the Bronco as well. I mean, has there ever been anything more perfect for, for modding than a Squire Bronco?
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people
2: today. You know, £150 it's, or whatever they
4: are. It's kind of like um, when I grew up, my dad's really into cars. And he was like, if you want to mod a car easily, buy a Mini. Mini, Mini. I, knew you, yeah, I knew you. loads of people have made like loads of just like off the shelf like mods for mini and kind of yeah bronco is sort of one of those really it's just sort of this there are a bunch of parts that fit and can change i mean i'm surprised no one no big company's gone i guess they don't really want people to do it but just sort of a guitar that's like ideal for modding and there's a whole bunch of different parts and stuff that you could buy almost like you could buy one body and two necks and then everything else is just like oh we make 50 different scratch plates and you know whatever because i know there was a point i mean i i
3: can think of a company that that does that at the moment <laughs> <Matty>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wanting to get too far into it but uh you know that's kind of the thing with fender guitars isn't it is that so much yeah. of the stuff is is transferable from model to model you know unless you're looking at uh you, you know unless you're starting off with like an hss strat like an hsh strat or whatever you can you can put most plates on most guitar and you know obviously there's there's variations throughout the eras depending mm. on what you're looking at but like most of most necks even like the aftermarket necks and stuff they all fit on yeah that's on true. most of the standard guitars and and like you know i think it's also we saw something similar with like the bullet mustangs you know they they yeah. um the, the the amount of people that were and i think you know ryan from uh uh, does this youtube channel 60 cycle harm i don't know if you guys would have heard of it but um the guy on there ryan with with the, he's got a beard uh, do, do you know what i'm talking about
2: no no I've never oh, heard. No, okay. i know 50 you should, cycle you, should, hum. you
3: should you should you 50 sorry 50 cycle harm yeah that's the one but i think i think ryan is, deserves a lot of praise for kind of showing um idiots how easy it is to mod, um, stuff. Uh, and I'm, of course mean that in the, uh, meanest possible way. Uh, so yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, uh, I think, I think it's great that people are able to, to do this like mad stuff on a budget and, you know, keep themselves, um, occupied during, during lockdown, you know, <laughs> that's, that's it, isn't it? The,
2: mm. the, the modding, uh, the amount of modding that's probably ensued due to lockdown, but, uh, yeah. Damn that we haven't started ours yet, but I'm very excited about about getting on, lazy. on board. With lazy, that. I know. Lazy, that is what it is. That is lazy. what it is. I've been sitting sit around, yeah. sitting
3: around, playing Among Us.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But you know, I've been I've been too busy building pedal boards, which of course, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about um, the mono carbon fiber. Uh, pedal boards which are sold direct off of their website and we kind of we discovered them almost real time on the podcast um a, a really interesting incredibly lightweight flat carbon fiber pedal board that comes in three sizes and of course they, they actually sell them including the the mono soft bags and we all know that of course mono are kind of leading the game at the moment when it comes to gig bags and and things like that and it's 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 great that they moved into the uh the pedal board world with their their regular sort of angled pedal boards um and these carbon fiber things were a totally new thing so i got one so i got the the smaller size because
3: i wanted because you a- because you're an animal who can't control himself that's why well just like see- oh i've just seen this new thing oh, i've just I bought it i bought it well it's great i've got it here <laughs> See that? That's carbon fiber right there.
2: It's, it's great. And it's got like a pair of handles. It's really good. Comes with the mono soft bag, but also, um, so, mono, the, the, so already this pedal board's great. Comes with really good quality Velcro. It's an excellent size. I've made a wonderful mini board, which just had the GT1000 core, uh, a little BOSS FS7 to expand the foot controls for the GT1000 core and an expression pedal. I was then able to mount like the Chox, uh DC4, their smallest power supply on the top and just have everything there right in front of me, perfectly fitted on this incredibly lightweight carbon fiber board, which goes in this wonderfully padded, um stuff case from Mono but Mono have also just released I know this sounds weird and it sounds odd for us to talk about it on the podcast but they've just released a backpack but hear I, me I out. like a good accessory backpack yeah <laughs> well there, there you go this is a backpack designed around musicians so very much the the kind of the um Uh, The the little compartments and everything are designed around what you would need to fit cables, things like that. In fact, it's two backpacks because the second part of it comes off and you can use that as a laptop bag, either separately or as part of the main bag, which I think is is pretty cool. Um, But it's very much geared around making sure you've got an area where cables fit in neatly, where... Um, you know, whatever power supplies, bits and bobs. It's very good. It's a very good backpack. It also fits the smaller size carbon fiber pedal board. Nice. So I don't have to bring the pedal board case. I can fit my pedal board into the backpack along with all my cables, and and because it's a carbon fiber pa- pedal board, it doesn't weigh a ton. All of a sudden, I've moved my entire gigging setup into a single backpack you know it's it's very good so uh so it comes with my full recommendations i I appreciate listeners. It's maybe a slightly odd thing to talk about even has a little hanging hook for your uh for your headphones in in the back real attention to detail on this backpack i was big into it but mainly because i can fit a pedal board in there but
3: uh i mean gear it a year you've sold me yeah, so I mean, made. there you
2: go. Accessory of the year, absolutely. Gear of um, the year, just full. Give it the full prize. All oh, right. <laughs> I think Dave Lee's Bronco's is going to win that.
3: Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> I think last year we were talking about. Didario released a brand new sort of fancy yeah, accessory. Yeah, I was trying well. to think about who did it was. But yeah,
3: you're right. Yeah, they did. Yeah.
4: Which um, I think we 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 approached them at uh, Birmingham Guitar Show and then it walked towards them and uh, yeah and then basically i don't think we ever managed to follow it up because of a global pandemic oh, um yeah. but the backline gear transport pack from uh, from Daddario, um which is a super super fancy gig uh,
2: backpack for um for gigging musicians i'm into this this movement of backpacks for for gigging musicians this is my new accessory this is going to be like when i got obsessed with plectrums for a while <laughs> well, oh, I mean, yeah. just 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 looking at this, I'm
4: I'm actually impressed with the way that they've done several pitches. So there's a little cable thing, and they're like, you just coil your cable up, and then there's individual sections for each cable, and then there's like a microphone bag, and then a strings uh, bag, and then a tiny pedal board on here, uh, and a bit for sheet music, and then a bit where you can put your mic stand and stuff on the side. Nice. It's super impressive. It's go expensive. Go gadget gigging, but. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe there was a... Does it
2: separate into two separate bags, like the mono one? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I
4: have actually just seen that Staria also do a mic stand accessory starter kit, and um, they also do a tour grade power supply, but not a power supply like a brick. I'm talking about an eight-way multi-plug. Oh, um, so is what does that mean
3: it's just like it's, it's got fused
4: yes yeah, a fused uh, plug uh, power strip for plugging all your amps and stuff into I mm. guess um, but yeah a bunch of accessories on there as, as well mm. maybe yeah. we need to do an accessory special oh
0: yeah
2: <sighs>
4: careful
3: yeah. careful Whew. You never know. Oh, it's warm enough in here as it is, Matty. You're. Uh...
2: <laughs> I had to. I had to go collect some stuff over the weekend from uh, the PolyMath lockup, and uh, I took my uh, like a, my mono uh, like gig bag to pick up a bass and my the softcase mono pedal board. I felt very branded, like on my way back. You know, with with like a full full mono backpack and gig bag. In my hand, it was it was good. It was good. It, I felt like what people must feel like when they go out in full Nike tracksuits or something. I mean, I'm
3: I'm wearing I'm wearing an Adidas <laughs> jumper and Adidas tracksuit bottoms right there you now. Go, yeah, and I went out for a walk wearing Adidas. Like, I was walking around just like I'm. I look like such a wally, <laughs> such a wally.
2: Yes, well, well, there you go.
3: Anyway, we 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 do need to. We're gonna
2: we're gonna move on and talk about some newsy bits and bobs, but. Um, before we do, I wanted to talk about plugin of the week as I've been kind of, you know, loosely tentatively mentioning a new plugin each week as we've been getting so into the concept of home recording, something that I think home recorders, um, you should go out and check out. And this week I discovered Spitfire audio, um, and Spitfire audio are, uh, um, are essentially a completely free, uh, selection of virtual instruments. So um, so they describe themselves on the site. Spitfire Audio are um, a- an infinite series of free software instruments made by musicians and sampling experts in London for anyone, anywhere. Presented in their own plugin. They're easy to use and compatible with any DAW. And, of course, they're completely free. And they, they have a massive amount of stuff. So listen and check them out at labs.spitfireaudio.com. They have a wonderful search engine where you can search for any type of instrument: strings, guitars, pianos, brass, drums, vocals, percussion, synths, experimental. Those are just some of the suggestion tabs on there, but they've got some wonderful stuff like uh, like, uh, orchestras recorded on tape. Uh, these aren't samples; these are virtual instruments. so are very, very good. Like some of them, some of the things they're called Arctic Swells. Uh, one of the one of the one of the instruments that I've liked the most and got the most use out of is their Granular Whale Song. Um, Ooh! But yeah, exactly. But um, there's so much that stuff there. That needs to there. be a pedal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's so so much stuff there. You know, that it's 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 really almost unending the amount of virtual instruments they've got on there. You know, the, the choirs are lovely. The frozen strings are, uh, uh, you know, atmospheric and, and beautiful. It's wonderful. They're just a fantastic selection of, of incredible instruments and all completely free. So once again, that's labs.spitfireaudio.com. I couldn't recommend um, their products enough. Uh, I, I've been incredibly impressed with them, and I would have been happy to part with money for the sort of quality um, that those uh, plugins are putting out. So, if you're looking for something else to add onto, you know, a, a guitar track, there's an infinite amount of instruments there that that will just will really open up your world in in kind of songwriting. Matt, I know you've been getting on with Easy Drummer a lot recently. I think
4: yes, yes, know, actually. You know, I because I use like a a looper quite a lot and just come up with ideas. And actually, then I'll go, oh man, it'd just be good if I could just like sort of play along with some drums. And there's some basic drum beats in, you know, like the RC5 that I I use. But if you then think, all right, I'm going to like write a song, it's just so boring to just sort of play to a metronome. So actually, mm. being able to like quickly load up some drum kits and some pre-recorded drum loops is just amazing it's been a a bit of a game changer really for just kind of like I've got this cool riff and it'd be like be cool if there was like some drums behind it and then you can quickly like just dial in some drums that you want to um you want to play along you can sort of tap a beat you can listen to a bunch of different samples you can quickly alter like how many hits of each um instrument and you can chop it up really quickly and really easily without any sort of knowledge of programming drums really (laughs) yeah um so it's made a big difference to actually like playing a bit of guitar and, you know, even just before this podcast, I was sort of like, I had this thing on acoustic guitar that I'd forgotten I'd sort of recorded into the Spire. It's like a scratch track ages ago. I was like, oh, I really want some drums for that. And then I sort of got a drum part going within like two or three minutes. Just like, that's perfect. Um, and then I've also just been looking at the expansion packs for Easy Drummer and seeing that they do a um post rock expansion pack um which includes like um a bunch of like vintage kits but there's also things like um like singing bowls and like a violin bow that you can just like <laughs> bow certain parts of the instrument and stuff and like
2: yes that's exactly yes. what
4: you that's want so that's the kind of drums that i need um you know i need a mellow drum kit and then a and then just like a post rock drum kit nice. um which is great because if you're messing around and doing some ambient stuff, or you want to put some drums underneath it. Easy peasy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't. Can you get like can you enough. Can you get like repetitive droney krautrock uh, type drums on there? That's there, what I want. There is um,
4: there are some sort of electro drums, and then there's also one called. Oh, I was looking at it earlier and I can't remember, but none of the sounds have recorded actual drums. It's all modular synth hits. Okay. So like bleeps nice. and bloops from a mod from modular synths, like thousands of them that, that are pre-recorded into loops that you can then um, you manipulate can into, to, yeah. which I which I which I love. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, but actually, just for playing a, along to some drums, really really good. Rather than just like trying to find a backing track that like suits your style, you can actually sort of write some songs to some drums, and it feels like you're playing along with an actual drummer. Um, so yeah, that's my my top tip of the week. <laughs> Get a virtual drummer.
2: Oh, I agree. The the best part about being a bass player is that drums really hide, um, you know, sort of everything that you're pretty loose with. Drums hide it. So you play a bass line along to a drum kit and you you sound fantastic, but, you know, play it without and it just sounds rubbish. So, um, you know, (laughs) I used to think I was a bad bass player, but since I've started playing with drums, I'm like, I'm great. I'm really great, but I think it's, you know, it's it's obviously just the computerized drums making me believe that. But yeah, fine, whatever. Anyway, we should talk about some news because my goodness, there's been some exciting things that have come out this week. We have to start, obviously, with the elephant in the room. Line six, HX Stomp XL has finally been officially announced after it had been sort of leaked here and there over the first few months you know the last couple of months um of 2021 uh what an exciting product the the HX stomp obviously was absolutely the right pro- right product for Line 6 the the original one it was great because for the first time it was kind of affordable you've got to think when all of these um complicated multi-effect, you know, uh, amplifier units all in one digital solutions came out. They were they were so expensive. The Helix included were very expensive and I think a lot of people who it certainly a lot of Line 6 fans aren't necessarily people who are looking to drop a thousand pounds on a single effects unit so it was great when they made the hx Stomp. it was a bit more affordable but of course also the the main thing is and i think everyone has found this boss as well with the gt1000 core everyone really people don't necessarily want to get rid of all their pedals but they do like the idea of having a multi-effects that can also be the controller for your pedal board you know this is this is moving on from how you know, what a great product the Boss MS3 was in, in that sense, being able to being able to have your effects, being able to input effects. But of course, this adds the ability to have amplifiers and things like that. And it makes it a recording solution as well as being something you can pump through the, the front of house um, for live. The problem with the HX Stomp Sorry, I, I realise I'm massively monolithing at the moment, but um, problem with the HX stomp, same problem with the GT1000 Core by Boss, is that people use these pedals not in stomp mode. That is not what anyone has ever used these pedals for. You might as well lose stomp mode. Everyone uses these in um, the thing that's not stomp mode. Like preset mode. Exactly. That's how people use these units because... You don't if you would never use it in stomp mode because if you wanted to use it in stomp mode, you get stomp boxes. The idea of having these things is so that you can have a single switch that's going to change your change three or four things that's going on. That's that's the desired thing behind these things. So with both the HX Stomp and with the with the core, the fact that you can only scroll up or down, well, that's that's useless. No one no one scrolls up or down. So with both of those products, you need an external unit. A MIDI controller to get the most out of them. It's obviously great that that products, both those products, have been made small to fit on a pedal board. But actually, when it comes to live application, neither of them, neither of them, really had what people I'm, need.
3: I'm not, I'm not sure that's completely true, though. I, I think you're kind of, um, you're talking about it from a very specific place, you know, because your you've got to bear in mind that your band uses a lot more. There are a lot more different sounds from song to song or even from like phrase to phrase in your band than there are in most bands. You know, most bands have got a a clean-ish sound and a drivey-ish sound. Uh And, you know, do you know what I mean? And it's like, or there are bands that have got the chorus sound and the verse sound. And I think that for people like that, actually, Stomp box mode is probably fine man well whatever it's called stomp mode rather than yeah yeah that's Mm. probably fine um and you know the the idea of the the buying the unit is less for the uh massive manipulation and more for the okay cool i've got all i've got you know my entire rig is is now fits in the front of my gig bag yeah
4: yeah yeah I guess it's it's interesting isn't it because yeah actually i think what a lot of people have done is bought an HX stomp and then bought a Morningstar MIDI controller. Yeah. And then absolutely. they're changing patches on the Stomp and then using the MIDI controller to then access individual effects mm-hmm. where they want to. So they've gone, well, rather than just buy both, why don't you just buy this? Which I think is is quite interesting. And I think it just it does open up a bunch of other possibilities. I mean, one thing I've seen Recently, because I I can't remember if this one's got an effects loop or not, but I've seen a few people with the HX effects that's got two effects loops and MIDI, and then people are using that to then control um, to bring in external pedals or you know control you know another MIDI switcher um, mm. as part of like the hub of the pedal board. So I think it's quite cool, but it's interesting, isn't it? You know, buy an HX Stomp because you don't want a Helix, but then you buy something with more. But switches this is, and, and I, it's just, t- it's yeah, it's it is definitely aimed at a totally different cut. There are, like you say, there's customers out there that just want the multi effects, and then there's customers out there that want a mixture of both on their yeah. pedal board, and that's kind of
2: what this is for, I guess. Well, there, there is a size element of this as well, because some people do want to use a couple of uh, existing pedals of their own along with something, and of course, the, like it's as you say, with both the the core and the HX Stomp, you'd need a Morning Star on top of that product to to get the most out of it in a live mm. setting like uh, you know i use the core predominantly for recording and it's an incredible tool for that like all the sounds are amazing accessing those sounds across three foot switches when i can only scroll up or down wouldn't be very easy live so a morning star or some form of midi controller is what opens those up o- opens me up to all those sounds the hx Stomp XL seems to have done that by adding you know so you've now got your scrolling back and forth through your patches but you also have four individual foot switches which obviously you can assign to individual effects if you want to use it in manual mode well that's four different presets Um, and then scrolling up and down through those four different presets essentially you know like that's how I use the MS3 certainly the Boss Mm. MS3 you've got you have four patches and then you can double hit um, either one and two or three and four together to scroll up and down through your banks. And that's about right. That always felt to me to be the right amount of effects to have in one bank. I know I can have, you know, like a, I can have clean drive, drivier and crazy on one and then scroll up and you've got your modulation options. Scroll down, you've got your delay options. You kind of need about four in, in each of those things. Um I I think this is a very astute product. It fits on a pedal board and it gives you access to everything. Kind of the right price as well. 600-ish quid, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think it's retailing at 649, hmm. I
4: think I've seen. Um, so, yeah, it sounds about right where the stomp was plus the... um. um Plus to the, the switch, plus the conscious, the, the extra, you know, switcher. Mm. Then, yeah, I think that probably is about right. I
2: don't know what this is going to do to the LT. That's the only thing.
4: Um, I, I always found the LT a bit of a weird product, anyway, because it you? felt like a it It's it's the LT to me always felt like a money saving option, which is fine. It was
2: that's why I got the I LT. Think, I think a lot <laughs> of people.
4: I think a lot of people just probably just bought the full size Helix. I think dude, if you're invested right, at okay. that point. I think most people would go, I'll go the whole the whole hog. Right. You right. know, rather than just like, oh, because the benefits of going up to the full size with things like the scribble scripts for the switches and, mm-hmm. you know, other bits. I, I just think that, I mean, I know I would do the same. I'd just go, I'll yeah. just make, I'll just make the, the jump up. Um I think the HX Stomp will probably still be the biggest seller. I think this will just. I think it's just people now going, looking at pedal boards, going, "Oh, well, they've got this and the Morning Star. Yeah. I'll just get this with all the all the switches on, and I'll still have a a pedal board." Um, so yeah, I I think it's it 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 feels a customer need. Which they even say, I think on their website, which is I think I saw or saw a post, which is like we literally built this for people using an HX stomp with a MIDI foot controller. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so um, you know, because they obviously saw you know a lot of people doing that, and went, "Why don't we just do it all in all in one box?"
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, a cool product, a, a, a welcome a welcome addition. I still I'm still preferring the GT one thousand core, like you know, for, uh, tonally, but. um i think this is an absolutely wonderful product a welcome addition um, Mm. to the line six family well done well done line six okay now we've got time for one more piece of news j cross um let's let's talk about electro harmonics
3: well it is monday and so um (laughs) you know that's the day that electro harmonics announces a new pedal actually it's not they didn't announce it today it's just that's the day we talk about it because that's when we record <laughs> the podcast but yes um, Electroharmonics brought out a new addition to their range of um, power amps uh so to go along with the um five watt per, uh, the five millimeter the um twenty two caliber caliber thank you and the 44 magnum uh they have now
2: caliber 22 it's the other way Calibre, around
3: caliber yeah, 22 44 magnum yeah. five millimeter which is the small one they've now released the 50 watt howitzer which is a really really big gun um, and, actually, unlike the, na- uh, unlike the name uh, would suggest, this is still just in their kind of um, Neo housing, I think. So, like, you're kind Amazing. of regular. Wait, did you h- say f-
4: g- 15 or 50, sorry?
3: 15, 50, 15.
4: 15,
3: But So, basically, what it is is it's a uh, Class D um, power amp, uh, but it's also got a preamp built in as well. So, um, you've got volume and gain. You've got a three-band EQ. Um, you have yes. got a you've got a switch on there that allows you to go uh that that gives you the option between bright and norm so essentially you've got um like a top boost uh for if you uh want to do that the thing that really sets this apart i mean apart from kind of the preamp side of it and all the eq controls the thing that really sets this apart from the other products in the range uh i think is that it's got a um it's got an effects loop Which is really nice. So if you are using this uh, in the way that, you know, they kind of talk about it in terms of using it like a a pedal board um, power amp, uh, you can still have your delays and reverbs after the preamp. Um, setting. If you cool. want to, the so the send also uh, doubles as a line out. So if you want to go out into you know whatever a desk or however it is you're going to be using it, you can do that. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks like a really great piece of kit. Um, always been a big fan of this range. Uh, I used the twenty two, the Caliber twenty two, um, for a couple of shows when I was in a uh, in a bit of a. A fix. It's a great um, thing to
2: have as a backup, isn't it? I love well, and, that Electro-Monics do this.
3: And funnily enough, that is uh, like one of the first things they say in the in the press is mm. They they say so the 15 watt how it's a guitar amp slash preamp is an ultra compact workhorse that's perfect as a part of a portable rig. Or as an emergency backup and gig saver, should your main amp break down? So it's really nice that they are kind of, you know, they're not just saying, oh, check this out. This is the best thing since sliced bread. They're really offering people an option of how you would use it in like your kind of like real life scenario. Um, Yeah, really, really cool piece of kit. Um, Sub 200 qu- uh 100 i mean I, i'm not sure about uk price but the u.s price is like 130 dollars um so you know super affordable as you would expect from ehx and uh yeah just another great looking uh pedal and i can't wait till next week to see what uh the next installment of uh pedal of the week from electroharmonics is <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes absolutely yeah. Yeah, it does look super cool. I, I, I mean and that's exactly what this this pedal should be, is like an affordable backup because everyone needs a backup. And also just as a fly rig, it's a great product at a fantastic price. I was always a massive fan of the you know, the forty four Magnum. I thought it was it was so ahead of its time back then as well. So it's it's cool that they're, you know, kind of continuing that and, and adding a few more features, giving you know giving a decent eq and and the option to have a gain as well is uh, is really super usable
3: completely completely and you know it's just another uh option for people who are. Uh, you know it, it's funny really because you see so many people talking about and using the Strymon iridium nowadays mm. and um you know electro electronic did it with the 22 the caliber 22 10 years ago you know it's <laughs> it, it it really is uh, obviously it's at another level but it's ostensibly it's the same thing um you know th- there's there's a lot more going on with the iridium but just ehx yeah, still still knocking it out and doing doing a great job it's uh yeah really cool
2: yeah yeah very cool indeed yeah go and check it out dear listener the uh the the howitzer the 15 watt howitzer power amp from electro Harmonix. it looks incredibly cool um now, we are, we're, we're coming up to about time for this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We are going to be continuing over on our, our Patreon special where we've got, uh, we've got a bunch of questions to answer. We're going to be answering questions from the, um, the Facebook group. Um, I mean,
3: we'll probably answer one. let's be be honest let's be honest let's not even let's not even you know we'll probably answer one we'll we'll see what we can do we'll see what we can do we've got a good
2: question about Squires versus Fenders from Dan Harding not the Dan Harding that we all know Uh, It's a different Dan Harding on on the group there are now two Dan Hardings there Uh, we've got another very good question from uh, Cyrus Haskell so we might add we might answer answer that as well but we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll probably just talk about i don't know golf or something um
3: volkswagen yes talking about yes talking about we're gonna be we're gonna uh our new Vintage patreon german series german motors our new patreon series is uh mod mode for the volkswagen golf that joe has bought each one of us <laughs>
2: yeah um, that is all our that's
3: our. yes yeah that's it it's i'm looking forward to it Yes, as you should be, as you should be.
2: And if you want to hear any of this absolute guff, you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as $1 a month. At $1, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. $5 will get you access to the Patreon special episode and our entire back catalogue, and $10 will get you the lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the GuitarNets group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye.
1: Let me tell you all about my Patreon backers Some of them are crazy, some of them are crackers Playing the guitar if it back hurts. Martin, all day insane to the backers Mudding all the squadron coast with the raptors I am a host, but I never seen a ghost No concert, he'll slay Bowser Close I just want retroness, I must confess You Patreon backers are the best Just like Eric Bon, John Conway, James, Doug, John Hackett, Paul D, and Manning, Russell, Healing, Ty, Allen, Yogi Berra, Kyle Carl Harris, Cloud, Lifter, and Todd, Sims, Joe, Hopper, John Hughes, Brian, Hamson Jane, M, and Jeffrey West, Eric, Hammer, Samuel Frost, Brian Einstein, Kevin Van Der Linden, Andy Manly, Scott Uden, Robert Butler, Simon, Noborn Born, Al, Wacky, and Stuart Robson, Christian. Ron Hanson, Pete Adams, Michael McFay, and Eric Powell. More Peter Joe Puttick, Ryan McDermott, Jack Kopp, Ken Sayers, Dave Matthews, Guy Javier, the band, Sean Arbo. John Anglin, Dr. and and Unruh Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Steven Burke, Aaron Sherman, Dave Lee, Jake Gray, Scott Kennedy, Blake Weiland, Christopher Loseth, Hans Ams, Derrick Rich, Rob Nordwick, Steve Merkley, J.D. Short, and Brad Page.
2: Annie McKenzie and Robert Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, Moo.
1: And back some of them are crazy some of them are crackers playing the guitar dancing, they insane' the bastards mudding all the squire on coast with the raptors i am a host but i never seen a ghost no concert they trade out look cool but this one veteran I must confess you think fashions are the best